Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. What up, though? <laughs> Man, I just, hey, if I haven't met you, what up, though? Man, I just, uh, I, I've, been, I've been coming here for, for years to just have an opportunity to be, uh, just be 100% myself. Um, and y'all make it easy, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like, feel like home. And y'all know what's up if you, give me a, come on, come on. Come, bruh, give me a hug, man, what's good? Give me some love, man, what's up with you? <laughs> what's good? Man, I am just, it, it's just crazy, you know. Uh, Jerome and I, we go back, man, and uh, we share some, 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 some good, dear friends. And um, I'm just, I just, I don't take it lightly that, you know, um, that, that you allow me to come and teach here. And I really appreciate that. But I will say, it feels like the principal sitting in the front seat, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to try to be on my best behavior. No promises. <laughs> man, uh, man, I just... Uh, I got just a few minutes I want to share a little bit, um, share something with great severity, um, and, uh, and I want to get out of your way. Um, my wife is weird. She's here. Where is she at? Raise your hand. Wave it like you just care. She, she's weird. One thing is that it's her birthday this week, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's cool for you. This woman celebrates her birthday for like 14 days. It's like a national holiday that only my crib know about. And so it, I'm tired, y'all. I'm just, I'm just sleeping. You know what I'm saying? So we got, we got another week and a half to go. So I pray my strength in the Lord. Uh, thank you. Uh, she never gets a chance to travel with me. Typically, I normally have a bunch of young bucks with me. And so thankful she's, uh, she's able to, to, to travel with me. Um, by God's grace, um, and because uh, I fully recognize that I suck and he's awesome, um, and I'm fully aware of that, but I'm in desperate need of him daily, uh, I was able to release a book, right, um, in uh, 2010 um, called The Edge of Redemption. You know, I, I was going to call it something else. And then when you, you, know, you do your self-publishing, you just do whatever you want to do, but when you get with a publisher, man, it's like boop, 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 boop. Um, and so they, they changed the name of the book and called it The Edge of Redemption. It wasn't supposed to be called that. I forgot what it was going to be called. And, um, you know, if you've written a book before, you know how difficult it is. Multiply that times five when you have a publisher. Because you've got editors, you've got two or three different levels of people, people helping you write stuff. I suck at writing. And so I got all this help and these people helping me do stuff, which is, which is cool, you know. Um, it's nothing like releasing the book and then it does some okay things, you know? Like, God, is, God has used the book um, in England, in the U.S., in colleges, done TED Talks, a lot of stuff, right? It's just been, it's just been crazy. And if you're an artist or if you wrote something before, you haven't wrote a book or something like that before, or you're, you're on stages, it's one thing to, you know, to, to, to have a platform and all that stuff. That, that's, that's, that's cool. But as you mature, what you find out is that that's all right, but it's, it's, those, it's that one story. It's that one story when you, you're leaving the airport and somebody bump into you like, 
I gotta tell you something. I'm like, I didn't do it, right? <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from around that way. I, I, no, I didn't do it, right? And then and the next thing they come in and, they, and they're talking to you and they share that one story like, yo, I had an opportunity to reach a book, right? And, 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 and dot, dot, dot. And then and they share a moment. It's like, man, it let me know that my daughter, my son, there's hope. See, all the accolades and all this stuff and, and whatever the plaques, all that means nothing in comparison to that one story. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the power of story. But I want to flip that because our, our world has taken that and it's a story. No, I'm talking about the story. That the Redeemer who set us free I want to talk about that, um, and I want to I want to I want to leave us with a couple of nuggets, and I'm gonna get out of your get out of your hair. I want to leave us with this. Uh, I'm gonna leave with the scripture in Psalms uh, 107. Um, it is uh, 107 and two. It says, "Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story." I'm, I'm from the hood, and I say, "Let the redeemed of the Lord say something." Let the redeemed of the Lord say something. I dare the redeemed of the Lord to say right now. I redeem the, those who have been redeemed. Say something. Say something. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know the statistics. I know that 78% of Christians never share their story. I, I, know, I know the truth. The reality is that we... We are okay. We're totally fine with the narrative that's going across the social media. All we want to do is complain about it. But, bro, I'm from that show me state. Do something about it. Let's hug. Let's get it. <laughs> At some point, those who have truly been redeemed need to stand up and say something. Or the narrative in social media, human behavior media, is going to overwhelm. We're going to be frustrated, but you can't say nothing. It's either put up or shut up. How can we say something about, oh, man, they keep on talking about this, and, and the universe is getting all the credit. That is weird. It's all get out, especially when Christians do it. I want to praise the universe. Oh, I'm sorry. We good? No, there needs to be one story being told, and, and I'm sorry, it's proprietary. We have the lock on it. Those who believe in Jesus Christ alone have a lock on telling the story. But if we don't say something, then we're only left with the narrative of flat-out lies. So I want to talk about that today and leave us with the challenge. Ah. A few little nuggets here. Um, the first one I want to do, I want to define redeemed. Um, I think it was Triple E. He said this. He said, it's amazing how many Christians who have given their lives to Christ and never come face to face that they're a sinner. Let us sit for a minute. How many people have just, just came into this club and just accepted a... Eh, Yet, but never came face to face that I'm a sinner in desperate need of a savior. It's fascinating. Because my mama's mama, 
mamas was it, and I, was, I joined the church and I came, became a part, but never came face to face with my depravity. No added preservatives. Look in the dictionary. In order to be redeemed, you have to be lost. You have to be in bondage. The word redeemed is simply to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. It's a payoff. It's, a, it's, it's the ultimate bailout. In fact, when you look in scriptures, most of the time when this word is used in the New Testament, what we're looking at is the idea of a slave who's being owned by a master. And then that slave's freedom is being bought. And then they're not only immediately set free and have freedom, being taken from his old master and then released to be free. Do we understand the severity of that? To be owned, to be, to be a slave to a master, and then a price, an unfair exchange happening called Jesus Christ getting murked. I know we come, we, we, we just, we're just Christians. We just wear the, wear the clothes, we do all this stuff, but we really don't sit in it long enough to recognize, like, I don't deserve Jack. He died for my sin, and because of that, I'm free! <laughs> I know that's so basic for too, so many of you. Some of you are too smart for your own good. We need to hug, I feel it. <laughs> we can chop later. I'm cool with it. Cool with it. We need to be redeemed for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And I'm sorry that so many lame Christians have used this to make it okay to be sinful. <laughs> we all have fallen. No, you are called to be holy because the God our Lord is holy. To be set apart for his purpose alone, not to be out here tricking. Shall I continue? <laughs> to be redeemed is not to be going. <laughs> it's either dance with him or dance with him. Yeah. <sighs> Let the redeemed of the Lord those who have been bought with the price, stand up and finally say something. When was the last time that you told someone God's, not yours, redemption story? Don't raise, don't. 78% of us have not shared in the last six months with anybody. And we're wondering why 250 million people in America do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord. We wonder why we are the third largest mission field on the planet. Because we ain't saying nothing. Not today, 
after today, we won't have an excuse. We are all been commissioned to be ministers of the gospel today. Jerome gave me the stage, so I just ordained y'all like, ministers, this is amazing! <laughs> a couple more nuggets, and then a challenge, and I'm out. Here's the truth about being redeemed. There are some pros and cons. Um, hmm. Redemption will cost you everything. And this is probably why it's not as attractive. Because we live this daisy-throwing Christianity, the altar calls, like, you know, the sales pitch altar calls, and, and like, you're going to be blessed beyond measure. Your belly is blessed. Your face is blessed. Like, no, no, you are called to die to this raggedy flesh and then release your old master. Many of us are holding on to that old master and hugging him like, I don't want to leave, master. It's going to cost you everything. Um, Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, his disciples, those who follow him, those apprentices of him, those who follow the master's ways and learns the master's ways. Right? Um, his disciples, if any of you want to be my disciple, deny yourself. This, this is, these are Jesus' words. This is not some fancy book. This is Christ's words. If you want to be my disciple, it doesn't start with you because you ain't that dope. It ain't about you. It's about him. And denying yourself is the very start. It's surrendering everything to him. Because if you don't, you have a pinky toe with the other master. It's completely surrendering all to him. Anything short of that, then I don't know what it is. It's definitely not a sold-out Christian. We good still? Every time I ask that, it's going less and less and less and less. Y'all amazing. It feels just like whom? Deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. This is a lot, a lot of stuff. Deny yourself, take up your cross, which is not, um, it may be painful. <laughs> take up your cross and then follow me. Do what I do. Live the way that I live. Know what I know. Disciple. And if you hang on to your life, Massa, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, come on, man. If you give up your life, if you give up your old master, for my sake, you will save it. Am I, am I talking to anybody? Forgive. What do we need to be redeemed from? Because we have committed treason against the God of the universe. We need to recognize that. But in him, Ephesians 1, 7 says, but in him we have found redemption through his blood. His blood alone 
Not his blood, the universe, his blood, whoever, not the vibes. No, 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 his blood alone. Again, I lost everybody. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's very fitting, fitting because I, I get it. This is very hard. This is very difficult, but it's required. It's what, it's what it means and what it takes. You choose. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Isn't that good news? Isn't that the gospel? There's not according to what I do, how I say it, none of that kind of stuff. It's like, no, no, he's already sacrificed it all. And it's according to him. It's not based on how dope I am. It's saying, no, no, no. It's because of him. And the only thing he's requiring me to do is to release. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's called surrender. That's the only thing he's requiring that I do. And I'm, I know most of us are probably Christians. But I'm saying to us too. Especially us. We better think about who is Paul writing to? The church, bruh. In order to be, let me get in trouble. In order to be, in order to, oh man, like I've adopted some kids, right? Like, uh, no paperwork. It's probably legal, but no paperwork. (laughs) Hey, scratch that on the live. You didn't hear that? No, right? (laughs) No paperwork. Kids, you know, the teenagers, you know, um, some of them, you know. artists and other people. They're my boys. Now I have a, a, a girl as well that we've adopted. It would be awfully strange. I'm sitting at a restaurant and some random young cat come up and say, Dada. Well, that'd be really weird. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Dada. I'm like, okay. Because they chose to just say that I'm their father. I'm sorry, adoption doesn't work that way. I know we were all created by him, but it's only one way to be adopted into his family. You can't just show up and have a great worship service and, 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 and read a couple of scriptures and say, da da. No, I mean, Galatians. But when. When the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might be receive adoption to sonship. This is that redemption process. And then there's a process that goes on and say, you are now my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. So then everything that's mine is yours. You belong to me. I belong to you. We're together in this. Because you are his sons, God sent his spirit 
of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls our upper father, my daddy. That's redemption. That's totally restored. You don't have to do any backflips. There's nothing else required but to embrace him and accept him and study his ways and live how he lives. That's what the redeemed do. I want the redeemed of the Lord to say something because our world is dying. I get the opportunity to travel the world and go and, and it's scary. You have the authority to say something and share his story of redemption. His story of redemption in your life. I'm going to share with you in the next two minutes what God has done with me recently. Most of y'all know I was out there banging, did the thing. I called a grand jury investigation. People trying to kill me. Came homeless, went crazy, moved back here, and God has done some crazy stuff. That's that. But let me tell you, as you are walking in this, in this life, somebody told me that sanctification does not look like this or being set apart or becoming, it, does, it, it doesn't look like this. And then you reach this destination, it's more like this. <laughs> Come on, that's what, that's what Christian walk looks like. Maybe we'll stop being so judgmental when we realize that Chris, our Christian walk looks like that. So stop looking at that dude so crazy. Just saying. Um, about three years ago, I felt a calling. A strong calling. I don't, I don't I'm not to do that, that I hear audible voices from the Lord. I may have, maybe once in my whole 27 years of being a Christian, I may have heard that. But I just felt this feeling that my time being the pastor of the edge was done. This is three years and three and a half years ago. Traveling the world, sharing the gospel, going to prison, doing, doing all this stuff. Sometimes that master can be that ministry that you love so much. Sometimes that master can be that master's degree. That, so, sometimes that master can be that job. Sometimes you know he ain't treating you right. Because of fear entering in, and we forget that we've been free and set free indeed. We forget that we are sons and daughters of him, that we've been adopted into his family. That means he, has, he is me and I am in him, and we are, in the, we are one together. We forget who we rode with. And I held on. It's sad to say, it's embarrassing to say that I was disobedient for three years. Three years. Until God had to send some dude, random cat that I didn't even know to come talk to me. And convict me like crazy in the bathroom, in the men's bathroom, handling and fitness. You just, we don't talk in there. You might get your grill piece blew out. You understand what I'm saying? But he, yeah, 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 yeah. And then disappeared. Wrecked my soul. Went to church. Told the cat that I believe who's the pastor, been knowing he was the pastor, kind of like a Saul David situation. You'll get it in a minute. And finally, 
release that joint. And realize that my identity is not wrapped up in that. My identity is in him. This is a guy I discipled for six years. This is a church I planted, I started, and I had to release it. But my, my story of, of, of redemption, of being set free, is that I was rebellious. I'm a rebellious human. And I was scared to let go. The freedom that I received instantly is mind-blowing. My family's better. My ministry, everything about me is better. The moment I chose to be obedient and release. Some of you sitting here, it may be that old life. You're still trying to be that guy, be that girl, because you love it so much. Some of you, it's just time for that next season of ministry to go in deeper than what God has called you to do. Whatever it is, I'm telling you, to release it. But here's what I'm here for. If I can get it, um, invite the band up for a minute, and then you can get those, uh, those, uh, those papers for me. I don't do no fake and phony where I'm from. That costs you your life. False flaggers cost you your life, flat out. So this is not no emotional tug. This is for, this is for if, you're, if you're feeling this. If you're not, it's fine. You can feel it later. It's totally fine. We got to change the algorithms of social media. We got to change the algorithm in our local gas station, at our local restaurants. We need to redeem, to start telling God's story of redemption in their lives. Most people don't share God's story of redemption in their lives because they don't know how. And, and if you've been a Christian more than three days, you're embarrassed to say, bro, I don't know. So I want you to join me and about 2,000 other people. There's going to be a card given to you that you'll be able, on the flip side of it, in three sentences, you can write out how to share your story. I want, I want you to learn it. I want you to memorize it. And then the next place you frequent, when that waiter or waitress come up, they need a tip. So give them the next one minute and 30 seconds. Say, can I share something with you? Pull the card out. Be weird like that. And say, I'm, I'm practicing this. And flip that card over and just basically just, just, just say what's on there. Read it word for word, line for line. And then give Jesus the credit. Say, this is what Jesus Christ has done for me. Can I pray for you? You'll be surprised. People are not not coming to church because they don't want something different. They're not coming to Christ because they want something different. They're not coming because we're not inviting them to something different. My challenge to you is the next 30 days, share God's story of redemption with somebody. With somebody. One person. One person. If you're willing to do that, I'm asking you to stand. Again, this is not emotional. This is not, don't, don't, follow, don't follow the leader. Just saying, like, man, I'm not ready for that right now. I can do it later. 
Um, I'm still thinking about it. I still want to get my thing together. That's fine. That's, that's, there's no, literally no shame in that. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to tag. It's on the back of the thing. Tag, tag me. Tag your church. And say, I did it. That's all you got to say. I did it. As soon as you do it, tag your church, tag me, and say, I did it. And we know exactly what that is. It's pretty clear you can walk through it yourself on what that story looks like. But people need to hear it. Is there anybody here that would say that they do not know Jesus Christ as Lord? That I'm not sure. If he, if he called my voice right now, I'm not sure if I know his voice. I know what church sounds like, but I don't know what his voice sounds like. Anybody? Cool. Cool. I want to pray for us and we out. I think I finished early. Damn. When the principal's here, you just do right. So we'll be in here until 3 30. The principal wasn't here. Well, Daddy, we just thank you so much for your love and your mercy. Lord, we are fully aware that we don't deserve Jack. But for some strange reason, you allow us to be adopted into your family. Yeah. <laughs> that makes zero sense. It is the most unfair exchange I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But you, allow, you, you do it over and over and over again. You know that we're going to spit on you as soon as we leave from here. You know we're going to reject you. You know, you know this. You, foreknew, you know all of this, but yet you still chose to die for each and every person here. It makes zero sense. Daddy, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. Lord, we ask that you just be with us. Lord, give us the boldness in you and out of ourselves to be able to share a one-and-a-half-minute story of transformation that you get all the credit for with just one person over the next 30 days. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honor for redeeming us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing Podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.